0: Exploring, Awakening, Playing. Welcome to the Leap Podcast, where I talk with teachers, coaches, artists, and authors about how we can improve our health, well-being, and advance the evolution of humanity for ourselves and our children through learning, exploring, awakening, and playing. Welcome to the very first LEAP podcast. Today's guest is Richard Goldsand, who is a Feldenkrais practitioner and has been practicing for over 25 years. Rich uh, teaches at the University of Arizona and teaches in the Department of Dance and the School for Leadership and Social Transformation. Rich has also worked with high-level athletes, baseball players, basketball players, and American football players. Uh, I was interested in what Rich was doing when I heard about his work with the uh, leadership program and how you could transfer the learning from awareness and movement into leadership. So I reached out to him on Facebook and he was very generous in responding and taking time to answer my questions and tell us about his story. In the interview, uh, Rich talks about how he got into Feldenkrais and how he started working with athletes. It's an interesting story about how he put his reputation on the line to get to work with them. So he took some chances. He also talks about how he works with the athletes, and it might be different than working with other people. And then he goes on to talk about his work with dancers, and then finally with uh, the leadership program. So I'm, I'm very thankful to Rich for taking the time to share his wealth of knowledge uh, with us, The sound quality isn't great. We did it on Skype. There are a couple times when the voice gets uh, kind of mumble-jumble. You can still understand it, but stay with it. It goes away. And hopefully the sound will get better as this podcast continues. The theme music was provided by podcastthemes.com. You can check them out in the show notes. Thanks for that free theme. So thanks for listening. You can find out more about Rich in the show notes. I'll post along the page. And now let's get started with the interview. Thanks for uh, agreeing to do
1: this call. I appreciate you uh, reaching out. It's uh, I started teaching a little bit in Europe, so this kind of just adds to it. So I really appreciate it.
0: Right, you said you did uh, some tra- uh, assistant work in um in uh, Austria.
1: Right. I was with Donna Ray mm-hmm. and uh, that was really nice. Great group of uh, students. Um that was my first international assistant training good. Yeah. so that was kind of uh, a new experience for me to not be so kind of Americanized <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and you know being around all different very eclectic groups it was a lot of fun and they were good and did a gave a lot of lessons and Donna was very gracious and I taught two or three ATMs so it's good so it's good. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, the thing that got me interested in calling you was that the program you're doing at, at uh, Arizona State University on leadership.
1: Yeah. So uh, maybe a kind of a background on how I got there. It was kind of really kind of kind of interesting. So around. So I've always been an athlete, you know, and I always worked out. Um, and. Uh, My daughter, my youngest daughter, uh, uh, played baseball. Uh, She's a you know daughter. She's a girl. She she played uh, on the boys' baseball teams, and in Arizona, baseball is a really big thing. Right. Yeah, yeah, it's like like huge, right? And so she was um, actually um, uh, on the boys' all-star teams, and they would have coaches. uh, She would go to these co uh, these clinics. And in the clinics, uh, one of the clinics was by the um, high school coach uh, who played professional ball, and his son um, was playing for Arizona State University. And, um, you know, she was the only girl there, of course. You know, there weren't too many girls on the boys' all-star teams, right? And so, right. So So she so we started talking about things and, and, and we started talking about, he asked me what I did, and I told him about Feldenkrais and he was really interested. And he goes, his son was playing for Arizona State and his back was really hurting. And so I said, "Well, guess what? You're in luck." <laughs> uh, so he, he came, the coach came and, he, and got a lesson, and then he brought his son, son got a couple lessons. His back got better. And then after that, he reached out to a guy named Pat Murphy, who is was the coach for Denmark, Olympic coach for Denmark, I believe, in '96, and then right around there. And then Murphy, Pat was uh, the ASU baseball coach, and so he actually, I had a call, him, I would say six, seven, eight times. Finally, he decided to come in and see me, and that's how I originally got to the baseball team. And then from there, I got basketball, women's basketball team, men's football team. Um, and I've been teaching at Arizona State ATM uh, since 2000. And what ended up happening was that the, the, one of the students was an administrator at, my, at Arizona State. And her partner was having sciatic pain. That's Mary Margaret, who I teach the class with now. Mary Margaret started coming for having FIs from me after class. After I'd give the ATM down at ASU, I'd bring my table and then I would give her uh, a lesson. She got better and, and she was going through, as she describes it, there was this huge transition going on at Arizona State University where they were combining different colleges. And the college that they were combining it in had, was, it was becoming um, it's called uh, School of Social Transformation so it had um, gender studies African American studies um, I've heard her say it so many times um, uh, Pan Pacific studies all these different people coming together and she, had, she, was, in, she was the head of the, all of it she had um, to be able to hold that and kind of lead people and so we would work on strategies for her to come back to herself all the time when she was in meetings. And she said, well, we have to teach this to students because students are going through these massive upheavals all the time, and they need to have these ways of being so they can manipulate the world. and, and embed. so that's So we just started having conversations, and then we brought it out about Five years ago and now we're just teaching it um pretty regularly now so okay so, okay that's, so that's, that's a long story short now, or sort
0: of uh, kind of a circuitous route to that uh yeah, so, yeah very much. so there are a couple things i want to ask you about um i want to come back to the leadership thing because that's really interesting but i'd like to ask you about your work with athletes first Okay. Um, so uh, do, you, how, do you feel, I mean, how do you, obviously you did a really great job working with those people, otherwise they wouldn't have, um, wouldn't have been right. coming. Uh, is there something special or do you, do you do something different or how do you explain your success uh, with athletes? Yeah. I think, I think
1: um, in our community, um, in the Feldenkrais community, um, we say we accept people for where they are. I mean that's one of our kind of tenants, right? We don't try and change people, right? But but then when we give them an ATM that maybe is a very very gentle ATM, which is wonderful, it's too far away from where they are. They don't get it, right? But you're expecting them to get it. Well, if you work with an a a football player, who's six, seven, 350 pounds, and you do the dominant hand where you're raising <laughs> and lowering your hand, he's going to tell you to take a hike. He did, he, you, have to, you have to meet them where they are. So that's what I did. Uh-huh. Um, whether it was... Uh, do we have time for a story? I mean, a story about Murphy? Yeah. Is yeah. that okay? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So when I was talking about... Everybody calls him Murph. So when Murph came to my office... I sat down and I said to him, "Look, we have to have an agreement. You can do not believe a word I say. Nothing, all right? but you have to own your own experience. If we can have that agreement, I said, I think we, you know I can help you." And he said, "Okay." So I said, "Okay, what is it that you want to be able to do that you can't do now?" Murph was, a, um, uh, in the minors, was a pitcher, and they did something to his shoulder, and they put a screw in the shoulder many years ago. So now he's, Murph's about 6'4", 270. So he's not a small guy. And he's pitching with a pin in his shoulder? Well, he, you, they put a pin in his shoulder when he hurt it. So when, you know,
0: All right. you know stop
1: pitching and, and yeah. so forth. So I said, look, as long as we have that agreement... We're good. In other words, don't believe anything I say, but believe your own experience. And he said, "Okay." I said, "And this is what I want from you. If this works, I want to be able, I want to work with your team." So oh, I was okay. putting my reputation on the line right then. Right. And I think we don't, as as Feldenkrais practitioners we are not accustomed to taking that risk we're afraid of, of uh, somebody calling us a charlatan or we're afraid of not somebody not being able to feel the difference well, what Murph wanted was to be able to wash his hair with his hand, be able to wash his hair with his left hand because okay. because of the pin he couldn't bring his arm up past here anymore so he couldn't do this movement and of course he said well we can't I, I, that's what I'm like do put the pins there so I can't do it. I said. So do we have that agreement? If I can help you find a way to wash your hair with your left hand, and he goes, "Yeah." But he was like, "It's not going to happen." <laughs> and so, of course, he lays down on the table, and you know, all all of us as practitioners have gone through this. All of a sudden, we go in a different way, and all of a sudden, his hands behind his head, and he goes, "That's impossible." And that's when I said to him. Remember our agreement. <laughs> our agreement was, don't believe anything I say, but you got to believe what's ha- actually happening to you. It, and then I had him do it, so it wasn't that me doing something. Now he was able to do it right away. It was a very quick, very quick lesson. <clears throat> so that's how I really started working with the athletes. And I go to where they are. Right. So so big. So I usually start out with a bigger lesson with the football players or basketball players or or or, or, or baseball players. Because to try and get them to have the sensitivity that you were looking for them to have, they are so far away, they are so disconnected. They are so, they've been taught to disconnect from their pain, from their sensation, from their emotions, so they can keep a lid on it. And we're asking them to reconnect. Mm-hmm. Well, you're going against all this education. You got to go meet them and then bring them back, and so that's been my philosophy. And it's, I, I guess you could say it seemed to work pretty well.
0: Well, yeah, I saw in your bio you worked with Barry Bonds, so um, yeah, you know that's. <laughs> uh, that's, that's, that's uh, when you teach an ATM, what kind of an ATM would you teach that you say is a, to, to to start with, say an, a football player or a football team? You know, with the big guys. Yeah. Well, uh, so,
1: yeah, so I would teach something that they, so the, the differences are really perceptible. So they can really feel something and they have to question that difference. So it goes back to don't believe me, but you have to own your experience. And that's a really big understanding. Um, I like starting out with them tilting the legs being on your belly. With the knees uh, knees bent and feet, and then tying them together. It's a classic, you know, lesson. Right. And then coming to sit. And I only really do it. I really take my time. I really do it on one side for a long, long, long time. And then from there, I have them feel themselves differently one side versus the other. And they've been. The good thing about being coached is that you're required to check in and be honest with yourself and when they do that of course they feel much different on one side than they do on another so that's one I do And that, anything one-sided but anything that that you can have a external reference point that you you're not pointing out to them but they're pointing out to themselves that's really important
0: mm-hmm. that's really good advice yeah or a good point Do you find, so did you have them for like a series of lessons, for example? Yeah, right. So
1: different people, different amounts of time. Basketball team, the women's basketball team, I gave uh, FIs one day a week and worked with them ATM one day a week. Mm -hmm. And that was during a whole season. So that was really nice. And Charlie Turner Thorne. Uh, is the ASU coach? She's a big Feldenkrais fan, uh, and, and she's been on the assistant to the Olympic team. And really, really lovely woman, very bright, um, and really gets the theory behind Feldenkrais. So she and she's been a friend since that time. Okay. Um, the football team has been interesting because the way I worked with them was only ATM because it was, a, it was an actual scholastic class that they had to do homework for and turn in papers for. So they had to read The Brain That Changed Itself by Deutsch. they had to read Awareness Through Movement, they had to do a journal, and those were all graded, okay? Um, but I had them for three days a week, for three hours a day. Really? Wow. For six weeks. And so, one of the things you said, and, and if people here are, are, are hear this who are working with uh, athletic teams, um, if, a, if if a team gives you their players, that's their most valuable commodity, and you really need to kind of take ownership that they're really trusting you, because Charlie actually said to me I, at one time we were having the discussion. She goes, "Rich, if I didn't trust you." You wouldn't get to touch anybody. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And they're very. And so it's really true. So if you were so they really trusted me a tremendous amount. Yeah. So, so that's yeah. kind of how all that is. That is that kind of what?
0: Oh yeah, that's that's fantastic. Um, I was just thinking, uh, what if I remember? You know, I studied music and. Um, when sometimes we'd have someone talk about Alexander or even music theory, and, I, I, and we used to have this snotty attitude, like, well, you know, what good is this doing me? I should be practicing my instrument. And right. I wonder if the football players have you know, hey, why, you know, three hours a, a, a day for three days a week, that's a lot of a time. Yeah. You know, it could be in the weight room or something doing some battle. And, and how, yeah. did you ever get someone say to you, hey, you know, we're wasting our time on this? Uh, Mamby pamby stuff. Uh, I should be lifting yeah. weights. And how did you respond to that?
1: Um, if that happened, I said, know? "I said, well, I, well, it's an interesting thing. I, um, you have to get them to buy in. Remember talking to Jeff Haller about this and how we've we've worked with different athletes and how we get them to buy in, and so." The reason to go to where they are and to have them journal is for them to understand their differences. And then you say, well, why are we doing this, you know, manby-pamby stuff? You say, well, go back and read your journal. Remember where you were and what you're doing. And if you think it's manby-pamby, let's talk about it some more. When they do, and they have their own, because I haven't seen the journal. I only see it at the end of the semester.
0: Hmm.
1: When they do that, and they read it, they get it that they've changed. And a lot of times, they also get it when they go, the next day before they come to class, they are in the weight room, or they are doing um, workouts, and they feel differently. They feel things are easier and they understand that they might not understand how the method works, but they feel different and they don't know why that is, but they don't really care. These are 18, 19, 20, 21-year-old kids who are like, I'm trying to get to the NFL. I don't care what you do. You stand on your head and whistle Dixie, I'll do it for you if that gets me there. They don't care. And you you have to come in with that to bring them to where why they should care. But at first, I understand that they don't care. They have to have the because their experience, it has to be the guide.
0: Wow. Because, yeah. yeah. I mean, I find this really fascinating because, of, you know, we, we, in the meth, we say, oh, we can work with athletes and stuff. But, I mean, how many people are doing that? And um, yeah. and then, it may be one thing to work with, like, a, a dancer or something that has a high level of skill, but a football player. I mean, it seems almost... Uh, Counterintuitive that the method would be helpful. I, I mean, on the outside, I don't think so. But uh, and so I think yeah, I really fascinating how you were able to uh, to to work with them and make them um, or to be able to provide them an opportunity to to experience the work and experience the change. That's uh, it's really fascinating. Yeah, yeah. Well, one of the things
1: was John is that one of the the, the starting guard last year, um, really nice young man. He was big. He was 320, 330, and he had to go 6'4". And we were doing this, we were learning judo roles. So we were doing all these things of judo. And he was like, uh, he was tired and everything. I said, well, here, come on over here. Why don't you feel something? And so literally, he was trying, he couldn't, he was having a hard time in practice pushing off his foot and feeling power. And I said, I weigh 175 pounds. Feel what I can do with you. And I literally flipped him in a judo flip. And he was like, You can't do that. You're you're I'm more than twice, you know, your weight. And I go, Yeah, I get it. And it isn't it's about having stability through your structure, not about the amount of effort that you use. That's when the light went on for him. So you also have to put yourself out there to say, look, I, I can show you this. It it's it's really there. It, it's not something, you know.
0: So you, uh, I mean, you were willing to take that chance too. I mean, I uh, could have gone yeah. another way too. <laughs> you yeah. could have ended up on the floor. <laughs> I could have. I could have. I could have.
1: You're right. But I think one of our, in our community, we don't take, you know, you, we don't take those chances, and we have to take. It. People don't respect you if you're if. You, if you're talking with somebody, you're a musician, but if you're talking with an elite musician and you're not willing to show them your wares, well, why are they gonna to listen to you? Right. Yeah. Everybody, what differentiates you? So, yeah, you have to do that. Yeah. I think I'm willing to be wrong.
0: Has it ever gone the wrong way for you? Uh, have you ever put it out there taken a risk and then had it not turn out the way you wanted it to
1: no no that's not happened I've had people say they're not interested I've had people say they don't feel the difference right okay and then I have to be willing to be able to be okay with them you know Not you're not getting it
0: right, right, yeah.
1: And that sometimes is a difficult place to be. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, oh, wish I would have done this or something. Because sometimes you only have one shot with them, right? To get them. Once you have them, well, then you know you have them a lot. But 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 sometimes, you know, I mean, I was saying I worked with the the track and field coach one time. Both assistants. And they didn't get it, couldn't, couldn't connect. And so it was like, okay, sorry, yeah. sorry to take up the time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What was your, I mean, what was your background before uh, becoming a film practitioner?
1: <laughs> so, well, I got out of college. Um, I was a CPA, so a public accountant. And then after that, uh, my family was in uh, 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 trading um, stocks. My brother and my father were on the floors, uh, on the stock exchange floors. Uh, and I went to the commodity floor, uh, the Chicago Board of Trade, which is people yelling and screaming and waving their hands up and down and you know, all this kind of crazy stuff. Like in the movies, huh? Um, <laughs> yeah. So a very stressful life. Um, and, uh, and then um, I, have my oldest, I have two daughters, and my oldest daughter, Annie, um, um, uh, was diagnosed with spinal muscular atrophy, um, and um, I found out about um, the work through, uh, I was seeing a psychologist at the time, and I was getting Rolf gave deep massage and she was, you know, she was off of me and within two weeks of each other, they, they, both of them mentioned the Feldenkrais method. So I, that's how I got into the method
0: okay.
1: and yeah. I did never look back and yeah. I went down the rabbit hole. I haven't come out. yet. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, it seems like you found some good things down there. So uh, yes, yeah. they yeah. yes, they have. Yes, they have. It's very much it. yeah. yeah. And uh, you working with the dance department now as well? Yeah, that's where I originally, uh, before
1: working with Mary Margaret, I was uh, with the dance department for 10 years. Oh, okay. And they've been wonderful. ASU uh, uh, dance department's been wonderful. They've been uh, very much promoting the work. They're, they're, they're a high level of uh, dancers that they recruit to come into their program. So that they've been just terrific, just terrific. Wow. And holy- that is how right work with the dance department and pardon me,
0: school social transformation ok, so yeah. we're working in two different departments Plus, at the yeah, so. yeah. yeah. Uh, is there anything you would say about the way you teach dancers uh, like do you have them journal and do those things as well and, yeah. Uh, how, yeah and of course there you're also connecting it, or they're, they're going to need to connect it to an art, artistic process uh, it might be a little different than a uh, purely competitive process like you know, football or basketball
1: right. um,
0: are there any things you do to help them facilitate those connections or to
1: yeah, so, yeah. So, so if you want to hear about one of the things that I do that, that's
0: wrong, <laughs> <not> wrong. <laughs> well we can learn from that might want to edit this part
1: one of the things that, that I really kind of go against the norm is I, I don't like stretching and dancers are notorious for stretching. And I call it uh, human, ra- I call it self rape. <laughs> <laughs> no. Maybe we should edit this part out. No, no, this Something's is good. Yeah. Of, okay, and, but, uh, so um, for dancers, a lot of them, almost all, I would say 80% of dancers are in pain. Some kind of, a lot of back pain, a lot of knee pain. And so learning stability. So a lot of people think, well, our work is all about flexibility and getting greater range of movement and everything like that. Dancers need to learn how to be more stable, to be over their structure more. And, uh, and generally speaking, you know, that's not true for everybody. And I don't want to make it sound like that. But but a lot of them have so much flexibility. They don't know how to be stable within that Hypermobility, mm-hmm. and they get off of their structure, and then they do these wonderful movements, and then they hurt themselves. So a lot of times, uh, it's just about start out just being able to feel the structure and how that can be supportive of you. And then, of course, the groundwork from judo from Moshe is, is where really that's really really helpful. Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, Russell Delman teaches them. Delman Quissell used to teach it. I call it small, tall, it's folding and unfolding on your side going back and forth. Very, very helpful for them. They feel the base of support transfer from one side to the other. And then they get up, of course, and then they you know, feel much more of their support and standing. That's really important to dancers, to really be in the vertical to find that support because they spend so much time there. Get taken away from them. So yeah, mm-hmm. so it's different, yeah. and you, I guess that you can really see the difference between how I start with a uh, football players versus how I start with dancers.
0: Right. right. Yeah. 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 I guess there are different uh, populations too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A different mindsets a different and bodies category. as well. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, a little bit different. Yeah. And baseball players are. are different they're kind of like in between um, you know and baseball players yeah, there's a lot more not more finesse but, but especially pitchers uh, you can do some really just great work with pitchers uh, using eye patches and you know all kinds of different things so they, the way they perceive where they're throwing makes a whole huge bit of difference
0: do you do some of that with uh, eye patches and things? Yeah, Oh, yeah, really, yeah. yeah, yeah. How, how did you come up with? I mean, well, I didn't learn that in my training. So, how did you come up with that?
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> um, uh,
1: I, I truly don't know. I, I, I know that I that that you know, just lying down and doing an ATM for myself and doing some eye ATMs. I would, visually my my eyesight would take in the world differently and of course when you do that you know if if your you know your clientele makes a huge difference so I was you know working with them I said wonder what would happen if so I'm always pushing that what I wonder what asking that question and I'll always and, and um and I work with pro athletes too pro pro ball players and um they're usually pretty receptive to let's see if it, what this feels like and if it feels okay let's investigate if it doesn't we won't do it and they're usually pretty okay with that oh, pretty okay, okay. So, yeah. so I just stumbled upon it you know I just mm-hmm. I think a lot of us do that but yeah. um, yeah, but but I don't I, I want to say I, I don't only work with athletes I'm now working with Several autistic children, um, working with a wide range of people. uh, Where a woman's coming to see me for uh, um, uh, she has dystonia, been diagnosed with dystonia and MS, and has um, very you know it's a very complicated, complex way of working with her. So I have to be very creative. Mm -hmm. So she doesn't have this dystonia kick in. And so, um, challenging, but wonderful, so mm-hmm.
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it sounds like you have a really wide range of, of experience in, in your practice. Right? Yeah. 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 Well, that's, I mean, thank you for sharing that with us because I mean, one of the things that i found is, is sometimes making the connection, or people have a hard time making the connection. I, I found that with a lot of musicians. For me, it's really clear. Uh, The method had a profound uh, um, effect on my playing. Not only, uh, you know, and of course, a lot of musicians want the posture and, you know, to feel better, but for me, it's also the creative process, which is actually more interesting to me. Um, So, and I've often found that some people really get it and they make the connections, and other people, yeah, they they say, I don't feel it, or why should I do this, or I could be practicing. yeah, so it was great to hear that part from you about your work with special interest groups. Like yes. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I mean, so we talked a little bit on email uh, today. As the uh, <laughs> it's become known that uh, Donald Trump became president, and I won't uh, beat around the bush. That I think it's terrible. Uh, well get in i'm in that line with you <laughs> <laughs> and if, uh, you know if, if anyone feels differently they don't have to listen but uh, uh so and i was actually almost too depressed to do this with you and i thought you might be so and i thought but no uh it's important cuz you uh, i was looking at the uh, blog post uh from your uh, co what was her name mary the uh, mary margaret fono yeah. f o n and ms. Yeah. and ms magazine yeah and i will put uh, put a link up on the show notes to that blog post so people can read it but it was saying we how we need embodied leadership yeah. and that struck me as okay this is really important to talk about this and uh, so that's why i'm glad that you were willing to come out of your depression and <laughs> with me <laughs> and right. uh, talk about yeah. what you're doing with uh, in terms of leadership and social. It's also with uh, social um, activism.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah. So, so yeah, Mary Margaret um, is a leader in women's um, the women's movement since the '70s and from Ohio uh, Ohio State um, and worked with uh, uh, unions with women in the workforce. And uh, so she's world renowned um, and talks to, you know, heads of state about how doing bringing women more into the workforce. Um, so uh, when, when she got better, of course, her, her emphasis, we combined it. Um, one of the things that we did two studies at Arizona State University about um, using awareness through movement. Um, and uh, whether that leads to embodied leadership. Uh, one was my one of my semester classes, and we did a pre-test, and then um, in the middle of the semester, and then a post-semester test. And what we found was that people are much more have much more sense of themselves in space. In the, in the clinical sense, they call it body awareness. I don't like that term, but that's what we had to use in, in the clinical trial. Well, well,
0: um, let me interrupt you. Say, why don't you like that term? I'm just curious.
1: Because I, I like self awareness. Self awareness, right? Okay. I don't like I don't like the duality. Right. Writing it right. Good. Um, and then we did another study where it was several different groups. And we used uh, both a video of me doing the work of uh, giving an ATM and a class following along with it, or and me doing it in person. And in both of those, what we found was that people became more um, more empathetic, um, more uh, body awareness, less reactive, calmer. And 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 they and we had. Uh, uh, I forget the, the the sheets of paper that they the pre and post tests that, that show the statistical um, uh, significance to it, oh. and and so and so one has already been published in the Journal of uh, Embodied. And I'll get that to you. But, okay. Yeah. Just
0: send me the link. I can put that in the show notes. Yes. Yeah.
1: Um, and so so what we found was that that's was significant. That, and what we've done with that information is we've taken that plus the, the course that we're teaching at Arizona State. And, and Mary Margaret is, creates the, what they call vignettes. So the way we do it is we do um, a discussion about social activism that Mary Margaret leads. Then we do um, a mindfulness, like we do a, either walking meditation or sitting meditation. Excuse me, that's wrong. We do the the lecture, and then we do an awareness through movement class, and then we do um, a meditation. And they have to journal and and do a paper also. Mm -hmm. And and the vignettes are really important because the vignettes are what we've taken, and we've taken it out of um, just being social activism, and we brought it into the corporate world. How do you handle somebody who is always late for work or somebody who is not collaborative and wants all of the uh, accolades? What do you do? And we, we create these vignettes where people can feel when they go through the vignettes, how do they react and how does that become embodied? What happens in your, in your throat? What happens to your breathing? Do you clench your jaw? Do you squint your eyes? Um, do you lift your feet up off the floor? And when you do that, you become aware of your habitual reactions, and then you're in a place to change it. If you're not there, then all you can do is what you know.
0: Yeah.
1: And that's the, the habit. So it, it's been a great collaborative effort with from, from Mary Margaret and myself, um, and it's really been well-received. We're, we're working with ASU, uh, the administrative staff, the nursing school. Um, we're talking uh, with their executive teams, and their executive teams are bringing us out to
0: corporations in Arizona and hopefully we'll, worldwide. Wow, that's uh, that's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so just to make sure, I, they would take a situation, a vignette would be taking a situation like you have someone who's Always wants to be in the limelight or, or is obnoxious or whatever, and they have to deal with or talk about how to deal with it. And then the part that you contribute with it, the awareness and movement lesson is the um, of recognizing your habit and, and then being able to change your your uh, physical reaction to it. Yeah, is that well more than that?
1: Yeah, more than that. So so let's say um, they are. Uh, we give them a, a, a vignette and they go through it and they say, okay, how did you react? And they, and they kind of uh, write down for themselves how they reacted okay. Okay. Okay, to that particular situation. Okay, Then we go through an awareness to movement lesson. Maybe it's breathing. Maybe it's seesaw breathing. And they feel the belly and the chest and they feel you know, the changes that come from that. Right after that, we come back to another vignette. And we go, okay, we're going to give you a different vignette. And then while they're doing the vignette, I cue them. What's happening with your breathing now?
0: Well, wow, so it's like what's you gotta continue taking so, the ATM. Right, wow. right. How,
1: you know, what's happening? Are you clenching your fists now? Or, you know, different cues like we will do in an ATM. And when you do, and what, if you're doing that, can you allow that to soften? How does that affect your reaction to the vignette? Wow. And then they see, oh, I. and then they have a, they're not drawn into the vignette, they're not drawn into reacting, they can create a possibility of behaving differently, Mm -hmm. and that's what we want. Yeah. That's embodied activism. Wow. Does that make more sense?
0: Yes, it does, and it's, um, I find it interesting, the idea, because oftentimes I think, say, okay, i we, you know, have the vignette and do an ATM and then go back and do it again making that link sometimes can be hard for people but now that I, I when you say you're able to, to you know, cue them or say how are you reacting now or what are you noticing now so you can kind of uh, help them make the connection to the work they did with themselves on the floor to the, the real world and I think that's, okay. a, that's a wonderful opportunity or, or possibility to, to integrate more yeah. Because we don't, you know, like with our, sorry, uh, like I was thinking my weekly ATM classes, my people come and they lie down on the floor and then they go, I don't walk home with them and say, okay, you know, how, <laughs> how are you, uh, you know, opening, getting in your car seat? How are you sitting down at the table for dinner? You don't get to follow them yeah. around and say, oh, you know, yeah. uh, your, your, your child is angry with you uh, because you know, cause they're hungry. How are you reacting? You just, they're just gone and they have to deal with it themselves. But you can continue uh, helping them to learn. Wow, that's, that's brilliant. <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, I don't know. I don't know how brilliant, but it was something that that you know we developed because people ran into that same. They said, "Well, what do we do with this?" Right. And oh, so you so,
0: actually came up against that. Uh, yeah. That so company. we had
1: a yeah. We came up with it and said, "Well, what, they're right. What do you know? What what do we do?" And then somebody said, "Well, you have to really connect it for us." And so there's something called Lincoln labeling out in the business world where people want you to label. They want you to link it and label it when you link it, so they have something to come back to. Okay. And doesn't. It, but it doesn't. Isn't the only way. And we're really very, very, um, very specific to say, look, this is a way. This isn't the
0: only way. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. So, do you call is that tech, what you are doing? Are you call, is that called linking and labeling, or is that um yeah, on the corporate world, that's what they call
1: it, label. But yeah. we just you know we just say we're just going to bring your attention to it, right. okay. and, and, and and we don't call it link and label. We just bring your attention to it. And then and then of course then they write down post how they felt, and then they then they compare it, and then um, it's usually pretty pretty, uh, to them, pretty startling because people think, oh, I'm not going to get into this role playing and I don't know. And you get it. So you're, you're, whichever group that you're working with, you really, um, Mary Margaret picks vignettes that will speak to those that group. So they'll get like a nursing group will be something to them and they'll have to deal with that and it, it'll it'll internally churn something from them. And they'll get connected to the vignette right away. So they and they'll get into it. People, are like, oh, I don't want to do it. They get into it really quickly, and it's kind of funny to watch. Yeah. It's like the nah, person is not, and not. It's really like the most person, the person, the most into it out of everybody. So,
0: right, right. Wow. Uh, do you foresee? I mean, it's one. Uh, it's great that you're teaching people who are or Do you foresee? Teaching people to do the things that you guys are doing to teach other leaders.
1: Yeah. Well, so at Arizona State University, we are uh, we have created uh, the Center for Transformation, Embodied Transformational Leadership, and uh, we are applying for grants. And uh, in Arizona, uh, Donna and I, Donna Ray and I, are uh, going to be in training to the Phoenix area. So we're bringing the, the, the more Feldenkrais work to Phoenix. Um, we're bringing um, what Mary Margaret and I are doing, and we're doing more research for that, so we're going to bring corporations to Arizona State. And then uh, we're going to start training people to do what we do, So they, uh, but we we're going to want to use uh, the base of Feldenkrais people that are coming through here. If some people want to go off into that afterwards, that they'll be able to. Because I think that's really important to have that as a... a, I mean, anybody can quote-unquote read off a script to do an awareness to move, but as things that we all know, as things change, you have to be able to... Go off script. I wish I could have said that to Donald Trump a little bit more. <laughs> oh, he
0: did nothing else but go off script. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what lesson would you suggest for Donald Trump? No, just kidding. Um, uh, uh, he maybe roll his head and then <laughs> keep rolling it until it snapped off. But anyway, um, getting uh, vicious... Uh, so, also, so those people who would teach the ATM part would also be uh, have have gone through a training process or Feldenkrais training process, is that
1: yeah.
0: yeah
1: yeah well that's the way we're envisioning it. We're it's just getting going, getting off the ground. Um, we're envisioning Donna Ray and I are envisioning about 15 months from now our training will get up and moving. Um, so um, it's it's going to be very a lot of moving parts and. Um, We're really excited about it, and and she has met Mary Margaret, so they they have a nice relationship. All things.
0: One of the things I find that's encouraging about that, heartening, is that sometimes I feel uh, that I know I've done this. You know, I do my own little practice, and I work with people, and people in the ATM class come, and they they want to be left alone. I worked in Switzerland a lot before I came to Sweden, and, and. they didn't want to talk to people so that that thing about community and and how the work affects how we we, uh, deal with each other and what I like what I'm hearing from you is that you're taking that into uh, how the work can actually affect can spread in a way that uh, by how you work with other people and and work with yourself I mean the people who are studying with you
1: yeah, yeah I, I, I would agree with you and for people who hear this one of the things you have to, I would offer, is that get comfortable with people telling you no. There were a lot more people telling me and Mary Margaret at different times no than yes, until we found a, a, an avenue, a way in. And uh, then, of course, it, uh, it has gotten a lot quicker and a lot better quickly, I guess you could say so, yeah. But
0: people are going to tell you now, because that's what people do. Right. So you try to propose this idea. You mean like corporations or the yeah school? corporations, different
1: yeah, all kinds of you know other people do leadership and
0: you know yeah. Well, I think that's so, sorry. It's important to hear. I know that uh, yeah. you get a lot of nos before you might get yeses. Yeah. 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 That's true. Yeah. yeah. Very much. Wow. Very much. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm really. Um, it's inspiring here listening to, you know, to hearing you talk about that. It's also heartening uh, to, yeah, to to hear about that work.
1: Yeah, thank you. Yeah.
0: Um, so I guess we're getting pretty much to the end here. Is there anything you'd like to add that we haven't talked about or um, anything you'd like us to know about you? or? about that work or any other work you
1: uh, well yeah thank you I, I, I'm still in the process I think is the first thing that I'd like to say that I don't have the answer um, I've been fortunate enough to just build a nice practice uh, by continually investigating myself and bringing that out to everybody and being willing to, to share that so I think I think people need to be able to do that and feel more and more comfortable doing that. Um, yeah, um, I don't. I think we've covered a lot. I think people are welcome. Um, I'll give you the website for um, the training and the the website for Mary Margaret and the the embodied leadership. Um, and if people hear this and they have questions, or you know, my email, welcome to reach out to me. Um, oh. Um, I'm happy to do that. I might be in Italy. We're trying to work out this thing in Italy, uh, in Rome, and in Milan to work with two of the the football teams, soccer teams, football teams. Really? So we'll work that out. Um, I'll be in Europe. But if people want to reach me to come in Europe, I'm happy to do that. Um, I'm fine. That maybe Europe is a nice place now in the United <laughs>
0: You to say that again. There, the, I've lost the connection. The sound oh, got bad. Then, uh, I was just making a joke. that some, maybe Europe is a little more friendly to me. <laughs> and than, uh,
1: than
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm. Yeah, I mean, there are definitely European has uh, Europe has suffered through some more recent, I think, hardships, and maybe is a little more uh, realistic um, approach to politics, but. And of course there are extreme um uh, movements going on here too. You, know, you have the ultra right yeah. people and so you know, it's 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 everywhere. Yeah, unfortunately.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, uh, so no I don't think I don't really think I I think I've said um everything that I I would love if, if people know I, mean, I love working with children I think uh, uh, that keeps me very grounded mm. humbled I think you know you give a lesson you certainly don't get bored working with children no so. yeah. yeah yeah.
0: also much China. needed work yeah.
1: yeah yeah so CP kids you not know, autistic sticking all
0: kinds of stuff like okay. that okay so. alright great well I mean I really thank you for taking the time to talk with me i um, appreciate you reaching out to me so very flattered and I think this information will be helpful to a lot of people and it's been helpful to me and uh, it's also inspiring and heartening to to hear um, so yeah and it's uh, keep going I mean uh, so maybe when you're in Europe uh, um, yeah, people want to reach out to you or come up with a workshop or something like that when you're already out there uh, and also yeah, be interesting to hear how you work with uh, or how it goes working with a football team
1: Uh, oh yeah well it isn't a done deal so we're trying to work it out so uh, hopefully um it's more than one two in two different cities
0: but when it's done i'll I'll let you know when it's done and and, uh, maybe we can put something up about it great great of course, right? you might be careful that if you work with two competing teams, they might you know, they might not have some kind of contract where you can only work with their team so they have a the competitive edge. Yeah, that's okay. They did have to pay me more. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> pay you double, right? Yeah. <laughs> good I can do capital. no problem. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. Well, great. So um, we'll put all the links up on the show notes that I'll um, – when I this will be this is the first podcast, by the way. I plan to do more talk to people. But what a great start! Uh, okay, uh, so to have you and uh, yeah, also just real clear about what you're doing and um, inspiring. Uh, so thank you very much. Well, thank you very very much. I appreciate it. Many thanks and
1: uh, have a great day. Our evening, yeah, um, yeah. and um, um, we'll, I'll keep everybody informed as best I can of how it's going in the new Trump land yeah. of the United <laughs> yeah. States.
0: <laughs> yeah, we hope for the best. Uh, hope for the best. Yeah. Okay, very okay. good. Thank Thanks, you so much, Jeff. Richard, and uh, nice to meet you. And we'll nice. uh, I'll catch up with you again sometime. Special thanks to Richard Goldsand for taking the time to talk with us. Thanks to PodcastThemes.com for the theme. And thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to hear more, please let your friends know and share it on Facebook and like it on iTunes, leave a review so we get the word out. Looking forward to talking to you again. Thanks and be well.